What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 3.3 FM and 106.5 FM. DanPilla.com Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCN. off a lower day, but the S&P 500 set an intraday record high before slipping into the red. The Fed is front and center today. We get a decision on interest rates this afternoon. It's widely expected to cut. Investors like that because it makes money cheaper for companies to borrow, boosting profits. Boeing's CEO testified on Capitol Hill on the two 737 MAX jet crashes that killed nearly 350 people. Senators blasted Dennis Muhlenberg. Here's Connecticut's Richard Blumenthal. Boeing came to my office shortly after these crashes and said they were the result of pilot error. Those pilots never had a chance. These loved ones never had a chance. They were in flying coffins. Boeing CEO testifies to a House committee today. Also on today's watch list, earnings from Apple, Facebook, and Starbucks. Get a free Doritos Locos taco this afternoon at Taco Bell as part of its World Series Steal a Base, Steal a Taco promotion. Jessica Edinger, CNBC. Panera has new breakfast wraps. And yeah, they're an easy on-the-go start to your day. But these are no microwave and go wraps. These are slow-smoked chipotle chicken egg and avocado go-getters. They're maple bacon eggy smoked gouda bundles of portable bliss. And they all pair perfectly with our new cold brews. All this can be yours in an instant with rapid pickup. For breakfast that's fast, not fast food. Panera, food as it should be. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. NBC News Radio, I'm Lisa Carter. Southern California is bracing for historic winds as fire crews prepare for the worst. Jason Cappadonia has details. Most of the region is now under a red flag warning with wind gusts hitting 80 miles per hour in some spots. Most weather models say the winds will be sticking around through Thursday and it's being called the strongest Santa Ana wind event in a decade. SoCal Edison says they may be cutting the power to 300,000 people in order to help prevent yet another fire from breaking out. Fire crews are doing everything they can to hold the line to the fires burning in Los Angeles 
Angeles County as the winds are fanning the flames. Jason Campadonia, NBC News Radio. And police in Long Beach, California are searching for killers after a Halloween party turned into a free fire zone. Authorities say three people were killed, nine others hurt when shooting started Tuesday night. Some reports say men wearing hoods barge into the backyard party and opened fire. Today, the House Rules Committee is set to meet to determine the scope of the impeachment inquiry into President Trump. This as committees are expecting to hear from two State Department experts on Ukraine. Two mid-level State Department experts on Ukraine, Catherine Croft and Christopher Anderson, are scheduled to testify in separate closed-door hearings before the House Intelligence, Oversight, and Foreign Affairs Committees today. Each worked as a deputy to then-Special Envoy for Ukraine, Kurt Volker. It's believed Croft and Anderson's testimony will largely serve to corroborate the accounts that Congress has heard so far. Mike Bauer, NBC News Radio. And America's school kids aren't making much progress. The 2019 National Assessment of Educational Progress shows no improvement over 2017's National Report Card. Fourth graders' reading proficiency of 35% is down from 37% in 2017. At about 41% of fourth graders, 34% of eighth graders scored proficient in math, which is basically unchanged from two years ago. And one team will take the World Series crown tonight in Game 7 of the Fall Classic between the Astros and the Nationals. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. It's time to take a look at our roadways. I'm Erin Brinker. In Rancho Cucamonga, we have a SIG alert on the 210 eastbound at Carnelian. An injury crash is blocking the carpool and left lanes. Stop and go traffic is backed up from Campus Avenue. Up, and the 210 West is jammed from Day Creek Boulevard. In Corona on the 91, that would be westbound after 6th Street. An accident has the left lane blocked. Stop and go traffic is backed up from Pierce. Traffic stays busy ahead to Green River Road. The 71 South is slow between Euclid and the 91. And in Ranch Cucamonga on the 210 Westbound at the 15, a disabled vehicle has the center lane blocked. Slow traffic is backed up from Sierra. There are wind advisories throughout the region in Fontana, in San Bernardino, in Rialto, in Ontario, uh, Mira Loma, many other places. If you have a high-profile vehicle, stay home today. This has been your traffic report. Drive carefully, everyone. I'm Erin Brinker, and this is KCAA. From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Lori. For this morning, sunshine with a high of 71. Red flag warning and high wind warnings carry on tonight all the way through Thursday. Clear overnight, a low of 39 and sunny on Thursday with a high of 76. Friday, sunny with a high of 81. I'm Lori broadcasting live from the Tri-City Center at the 10 and 210 freeways. We are the trifecta of talk in Southern California. KCAA 102.3 FM, Riverside 106.5 FM, Redlands and The Legacy, 1050 AM, Loma Linda, San Bernardino. KCAA. Bad to the bone, bad to the bone, bad, 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 b
Good morning, good morning. I'm Aaron Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5 and FM 102.3. So glad to have you on this windy somewhere. I know it's windy today, uh, <laughs> Thursday morning. <laughs> it's uh, windy somewhere. It's Well, you know, I live in an area where it's generally not as windy as like the northern part of San Bernardino, Fontana, Ontario, um, you know, all through the passes and canyons. So we're a little bit shielded, but uh, yeah, it's supposed to get ugly today. As a matter of fact, it's like Cat 1 hurricane ugly. Yeah, but I hear that we're sort of like at the peak here and we're supposed to be heading back down as as the week goes on. So there's that. Well, that's positive. You know, we're going to have the worst winds we've had in a decade, but, you know, not forever, which is good. Which is good. Yep, yep, yep. So how are you this morning, Todd? Well, you know, I'm up and going, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. There it's a little you... chilly. It's a little chilly in the mornings, and so oh, I um, love that. I enjoy it too. I like that little crispness. You know, so I'm, okay. I might You're actually right. have to put on a coat at some point. Not quite there yet. It was 49 when I walked out of my house. Yeah. So. Yeah. A couple chilly mornings we have. <laughs> so uh, I want to, I want to, I know we just heard it in the news report, but I want to emphasize that this is not a typical red flag warning day. Um, ladies, don't wear a skirt or flowy top. Seriously, I'm just going to, avo- I'm going to, this is a public service announcement. You, no embarrassment today because I guarantee you'll have a difficult time keeping it where it's supposed to be. <laughs> you have been warned. You have been warned. <laughs> So um, this is an extreme red flag warning event. This is according to the National Weather 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 Service. The winds may rival those experienced during the Thomas Fire that began in December 2017, the Woolsey Fire of November 2018, and possibly even the October 2007 firestorm that burned uh, 900,000 acres in Southern California. Can you? I mean, that's just. That sound, you know, it, it, that number makes it sound like we, we burn from the Arizona border to the, to the ocean. I mean, it, it's just such a but huge there, number. It, it, well, it's an unfathomable number, right? I mean, of course, if that had happened, there'd be millions and millions of acres burned. But 900,000 is a lot. And, you know, we all remember the old fire, right? I mean, the old fire was uh, in t- 2003, and the entire side of the mountain was on fire from, you know, the, the, the San Gregonio, essentially, maybe not mm-hmm. quite that far, but all the way into Pasadena, Pasadena. So, you know, you could just, it hopped the 15, and it was off to the races on the other side, and it was, it was bad. It was like living in an ashtray. So um, the region has seen Santa Ana's of the strength in the past, but they are especially dangerous because of their long duration, plus the combination of very dry vegetation and extremely low humidity. The winds could be the strongest in over a decade. This is the worst we've seen since October in 07. Um, Don't let your guard down. So Cal State San Bernardino has already notified students that classes have been canceled. Um, I highly recommend, like if you were planning on heading to Vegas or something in in your RV today, don't. Just wait. Give it 24 hours. Um, Because, you know, I I imagine this this is the kind of wind that that sees big rigs pushed over, you know, pushed off of uh, interchanges or, yeah, more so hanging off an interchange in, you know, off the 210 and 15 or the 10 and the 15 or something like that. So 
Um, you know, I know I, I, it may seem like I'm being hyperbolic, but I'm not. We've seen it happen. Um, so be careful out there, folks. And again, ladies, ladies, it's windy. no skirts, no flowy tops. <laughs> I mean, unless you're, yeah. in fiction, you're an exhibitionist and then, you know, you do you. <laughs> I'm libertarian about, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever yeah, you want to yeah, do, please. go for it. Your choice. Just be aware. <laughs> it's windy. So Yahoo Finance has an article um, that uh, that the Democrats have a plan for a 42% national sales tax, which is, in Europe, that's called a value-added tax. Now, you know, that's, that's the trade-off, right? We often talk about... Um, we often talk about what we want to be more like Scandinavia, right? Which has, they have market economies, but they also have a pretty substantial social welfare system um, and they have the high taxes to pay for it. And, uh, you know, years and years ago, and I've talked about this before, years and years ago, uh, when I was an exchange student in Austria, my host father and I, he he was uh, an active member of the Socialist Party there. And we had these wonderful discussions about priorities as a country, right? Because in Austria, at the you know at the time and it's probably still about this rate they paid about 60% of their income to taxes and that and that 60% then covered um, health care for uh, everybody in the country it covered university and and other things um, but you know that's not something that we have done here in in uh, in the United States we have high taxes but we don't have taxes that high Um uh, and so, you know, it's, it's a pay, it's a trade-off and it comes down to what are your priorities? Your being, you know, the American public, what are the priorities of the American public? What do you want to pay for? Do you want to make sure everybody's insured or do you want to make sure that you have more money in your own pocket? And that makes it sound selfish. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's, it's simply, you know, looking into the priorities of a nation and then funding those priorities. Does that make sense? Sure. Really, Todd, we're on the radio. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, 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 we have been a fairly fiercely independent country from the get-go. And so our priorities have always been on the individual makes their makes the mess that they live in, right? They, they, you, you make your bed and then you lay in it. You, you work hard to make money and you take care of yourself. Um, and we've used things like charity to provide for those who are unable to do that. And so, you know, we, we rely on the gifts of giving and, and of caring people to to help support a lot of things that I think are covered by more socialist type of co- economies. And that's been our bent to this point. There seems to be a very large uprising within the uh, the progressive wing of the, uh, I wouldn't even say progressive wing, the, the large proportion of, of Democratic candidates that are running right now, and I don't know how much they actually re- represent uh, the Democratic Party as a whole, to move us more towards the European model. And you know, it remains to be seen whether or not uh, that is going to win votes. Indeed. Indeed. So um, uh, most of the most of the Democratic field, people who are running for office, running for president, um, have talked about Medicare for all. And certainly Elizabeth Warren um, has definitely talked about it. Um, And it's expensive, right? I mean, it's it's, you know, let's have some truth in advertising. Everybody's going to get their taxes raised. All right. So how much is it going to be? And how, you know, how is it going to look once it's done? Um, So they 
this particular article looks at, uh, you know, how will they get there? A variety of analyses estimate that Medicare for All would require at least $3 trillion in new spending. So that's an... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In addition to the spending that we're doing, the levels that we're doing now, and that's about as much tax revenue as the government brings in now. So that's that one program will cost as much as all of the revenue that's already being brought in. So um, so if paid through new taxes, federal taxation would have to roughly double. Uh, the Committee for a Responsible, a Responsible Federal Budget has done voters a favor by spelling out what kind of new taxes it would take to come up with that much money. Warren justifies many of her programs by saying it would take two cents from the wealthy. Uh, the problem is, is that there's no constitutional... Um, uh, allowance. There's no constitutional permission, so to speak, for imposing a wealth tax. We have the ability in the Constitution uh, to have an income tax. We do not have, Congress does not have the ability to impose a wealth tax. Um, and the difference there, income tax is on, obviously, we all pay it. We know it's the money that you earn. A wealth tax um, is on money that you have. So, you know, you'd be paying an income tax and a wealth tax. Um, and then, uh, what, you know, that this article also says a sales tax. So it's money that you earn, money that you have, and money that you spend. Um, so Warren, uh, uh, but Medicare for all, rather, would be, would be so expensive that if you tax the top, top earners at 100%, if you took all the income couples earning more than 408000 per year uh, bring in, you'd still fall far short. And everybody getting taxed at 100% would obviously not work. Okay, so that won't do it. So what, what will do it? The CRFB outlined a variety of options, a 42% national sales tax, that's also known as a value-added tax, 42%. So if you spend $100 on a pair of jeans, that pair of jeans now costs you $142. Um, uh, which that's huge. Um, uh, that's, that's, that would destroy consumer spending. This article says this, and, and I agree it would because people would have less money to spend. Yeah, um, instant inflation, instant, instant inflation, uh, that would wreck, uh, consumer budgets, uh, and many, the many companies that depend on them from Walmart and Amazon to your local car dealer. Um, other options include a 32% payroll tax split between employers and workers or a 25% income surtax on everyone, or the government could cut 80% of 80% of spending on everything but healthcare, which would include highways, airports, and the Pentagon. Or they could just borrow the money and quadruple Washington's annual deficits. Now, I was already prof- you know, for what it's worth, I was already profoundly unhappy with uh, Trump's first budget and this his next budget, uh, because the 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 volume of deficit spending to me is horrifying. And so to, to say, okay, well, we can just print more money or borrow more money. No, you, you cannot keep doing that. You can't. There is an end date. You, you, at some point, you have to pay the piper. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know how you get from here to there. I really don't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's 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 wonderful to talk about the idea of doing a lot of things as a nation, but you have to be able to balance your books and pay for it without bankrupting all of your citizens. And, you know, the plans that I've seen, and, and I'll admit that I've not read them in great detail, but I've listened to, to their descriptions. Um, I haven't heard any of them that sound like they've got a plan that doesn't impact you and me and, and, and you know, Joe normal household in the United States in a way that is not acceptable. So what about price controls? I mean, that's, I, I as a, as a being, a, you know, more libertarian, um, I, I don't like the government telling people what they can charge. But the idea that, that, the, that the price of insulin, for, for example, has gone through the roof for, you know, inexplicably gone through the roof bothers me tremendously. So, you know, how do we, you know, do, how do we encourage competition, which tends to drive prices down? Or how do we encourage companies to reduce their pricing? Um, you know, maybe there's, maybe those discussions need to be had on that end. Yeah. Well, and how about, you know, some of these companies have exclusivity on their stuff for a period of time because they invented it. And if they gouge the prices to a certain percent, then they lose their exclusivity. And there you go. The rule is, is it's like you're allowed to do this, but if you go up more than this percent every every year, and we can figure out what that is, then fine, you can raise the rates all you want, but then you th- then you have to compete, right? Because the reason they can do that in some cases is because they don't have to compete because they have exclusivity on something that they very rightly spent a lot of money invested in to to develop a new drug or whatever it might be, and so you know it's it's copyrighted for a period of time um and but but you know if they're if they're gouging the public and particularly when it comes to medications that keep people alive like insulin um, like insulin you know i think that you know there's some controls that need to be put in place the EpiPen, you know there's one company making an EpiPen, and they they quadrupled the price in the in the course of a year you know and people die as a result of not having EpiPens or having EpiPens that they kept beyond their expiration date because they couldn't afford the new one. Right. You know, and that that's not acceptable. You know, I, I as there are people who ration their drugs, you know, whether it's heart medication or it's like, a, you know, insulin or EpiPens or whatever. And so they don't take they don't take the dose that they need. They take old medication. Uh, that's a problem. That's a problem that needs to be addressed. And, 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 the pro- and the challenge, of course, is that because Congress is perpetually running for office, which is really what they seem to be, they grandstand in their effort to run for office and they raise money. That's what Congress does. Um, mm-hmm. And both sides. I mean, they're, I don't know that, that, that either side is having any kind of real discussion about issues that, that don't without that spin they can't spin i'm not being very articulate but yeah but, you know. but, but, but it doesn't matter whether it's good news or bad news or as long as they stay in the news and keep their name in the news because that way they have name recognition exactly like it you know people like um uh representative cortez from new york you know we talked about her yesterday and uh you know i can see her getting reelected because she's in the news all the time <laughs> All the time, sometimes for <laughs> ludicrous things. And not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, but she stays in the news. She stays in the news, uh, and she feeds into a certain um, uh, demographic that, that buys into what she's, what she's selling, you know? And obviously, she got elected once, 
Um, you know, she's she's effective at her use of social media and and she stays in the news. So how many people are going to know that yeah, she was in the news? She's she she represents us and they're talking about her all the time. She must be important. And that's about the extent that they know. Yeah, they really don't pay attention to what she's saying. And so, you know, they're just not paying. I mean, most people don't pay a whole lot of attention to their elected officials unless there's a specific issue that comes up that bites them directly. And so, you know, it's true. She's playing the game. Well, on that happy note, it's time for a break. I'm Erin Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA. We'll be right back. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue? Less drive? Poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today at 800-498-5668. That's 800-498-5668. Save the money, save the hassles, and get the better blue pill. Call 800-498-5668. That's 800-498-5668. With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is The Man from Yesterday. And back in time, this time to 1964, a TV mailbag question asks, How much does Hoss of Bonanza weigh? According to Dan Blocker's bio, his weight at birth was 14 pounds, he weighed 105 when he began grade school, 200 pounds when he was 12, and 300 pounds when he signed for the Bonanza series. You know something, Joe? Mm. She is a pretty little gal. Pretty as a spotted pony. Paul, what you gonna do? And from this time in 1956, Elvis Presley, just off his second appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show on CBS TV, gives a reaction to the charge by many adults that Elvis Presley is a detriment to the youth of the land. I have Elvis Presley on the phone. Hello? Hello, Elvis. Hello? Did you have fun tonight on the Steve Allen Show? Yes, sir. I really did. I really enjoyed it. First time you ever worked in uh, tucks or tails? Uh, It's the first time I ever had one on, period. And from this time in 1969, Ron Dante, who is the lead singer on Sugar Sugar by the Archies, may have yet another big hit, although this time, Ron Dante is the lead singer of a band called The Cufflinks. This one's called Tracy, with Ron Dante out front. Tracy, when I'm with you, something you do bounces me off the ceiling. With more at manfromyesterday.com. Join Almo and friends on an amazing journey to find magic in everyday life at Sesame Street Live. Make your magic from baking cookies with Cookie Monster to creating shadows with Big Bird to growing flowers with Abby. Almo learns that magic is everywhere. Sing, dance, and celebrate at Sesame Street Live. Make your magic playing Toyota Arena in Ontario now through Wednesday. For tickets and show details, visit SesameStreetLive.com. Get your tickets today. 
The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, the Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The Hebo Tea Club's original Pure Pau de Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at DeHeboTeaClub.com or call 818-610-8088. Dehebo is spelled T-A-H-E-E-B-O. So DeHeboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088. This is KCAA. Welcome back. I'm Erin Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And I know I, I played that a little long, but I dig this song. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> get you, uh, uh, get, wake up this morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm a Foo fan. <laughs> I'm a Foo fan, too. Dave Grohl's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting guy. He's fun when he's on talk shows because he's very um, articulate and opinionated. He is. As well. You know, and I, I enjoy that. like to listen to him. Mm-hmm. We like articulate and opinionated people. Sometimes. <laughs> no, we do. We do. Um, so, local story that's just been devastating that we've been following, everybody's been following in the Inland Empire, um, is this this uh, story of Diego uh, Stoltz. Um, he was this kid at Landmark Middle School who had been bullied. And, I mean, just a cute kid, just a, you know, just a good kid, like your typical middle school student. And, of course, he was assaulted and um, uh, suffered a, a brain injury and died. On Friday in on a Friday in mid-September, according to the Los Angeles Times, um, Diego Stoltz's adult cousin accompanied, accompanied him to meeting the principal at Landmark Middle School in Moreno Valley. The eighth grader had been repeatedly targeted by bullies. The day before, one of them punched him in the chest and threatened him, threatened that more violence was coming. Of course, he was scared. The assistant principal, uh, Camila O'Connor, assured him that the bullies would be suspended for three days starting Monday and told him he could miss the remainder of the school day. But when the 13-year-old returned to class after the weekend, the boys were still there. They confronted him around lunchtime with a pair of sucker punches that knocked him to the ground. And 
of course, somebody filmed it. It was caught on um, cell phone video and posted it to Facebook. And he never woke up and he was removed from life support nine days later. And those are the allegations outlined in a claim filed Monday against the Moreno Valley Unified School District. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On behalf of Stoltz's aunt and uncle, Juana and Felipe Salcedo. The couple raised Stoltz as their own after both both of his parents passed away. Of course, they're devastated. They lost their 13-year-old son for no reason. It was totally preventable. And I think what you're having, you know, we've and we've talked about this issue in education, is this, um, this idea of restorative justice um, versus you know, discipline and consequences for really bad behavior. And so schools who are now being um, judged based on the number of suspensions, et cetera, that they have, you know, and uh, referrals written and that sort of thing, um, they're choosing not to discipline kids that, that really need that discipline. And I say need because kids need boundaries, and sometimes it's it's hard to hold those boundaries, but that's how kids learn how to be adults because there's no there's nowhere in the I mean to let everybody do whatever they want whenever they want would be anarchy, you know. Yeah, when I, I think they they could very easily also charge the state board of education because the rules have been set up such that the schools' hands are tied in a lot of cases, yes. and so they essentially can't enforce any kind of discipline and. And it's becoming the Wild West, and parents don't realize how bad it is. Yes. They don't realize, you know, unless they sit in a classroom uh, and, and get, to get a feel for what's really going on in your schools. And it's, it's, you know, both of our spouses work in middle school where kids are, you know, some of them are adult-sized, and, um, and yet their brains are still you know, children, and they don't understand the consequences of their actions. They don't understand how to interact socially very well. Um, that's where they're learning all this stuff, and they need some guidelines. And the schools are not able to do that right now because of the way that the um, the the laws are set up. And it's it's sad. It is sad, and the situation is horrifying. It is horrifying, and I and I understand that there are. Let me back up. California has a nasty habit of throwing the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to education and how changes are implemented in their approach. You know, it's like, well, that's not working. Let's come instead of taking what's working. Let's analyze it through and through. We're going to throw that completely out what we were doing and we're going to do something totally new that's never been done before. 
And so I understand that there were some who were being punitive, so that that especially um, kids of color were being um, suspended or reprimanded or you know otherwise uh, gotten into trouble far more than you know kids you know than white kids, or that you know that 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 some schools were far more punitive than others. And I understand the need for guidelines, but at this point. Um, you've hamstrung your administration. And yes, good teachers can redirect, they can, you know, um, you know, offer more carrot and less stick, and they can do all of those things. But all it takes is a couple of knuckleheads who have figured things out. And guess what, the kids are not stupid, they've figured things out to it, turn your school into Lord of the Flies. Um, and that's it's it appears at Landmark Middle School, that's what happened. Um, these kids should not have been on campus. Um, and this kid, this 13 year old, um, should have been protected. He should have been protected. Um, because mm-hmm. middle school students, like you said, they have no judgment. They really don't. They they look like adults, and then they open their mouth, and you're like, oh, yeah, you are 13. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's... So... Like I said, it's downright scary, and it's, it's just... It's sad. It's really sad. This story is just, just awful. It is awful. And I hope that... You know, look, I... I know that the Marina Valley School District is filled with good people doing good work, trying as hard as they can. I do know that, um, you know, from the superintendent on down. Um, but this this family has no choice. They have to sue because there's no other remedy for them. There's no other, you know, how do they find, you know, at least that, how do they force uh, legislation to change? How do they force uh, policies to change? This is the only way that they have to do that. Um, so the bullying started in seventh grade. It resumed with the start of this year. Uh, cl- cl- uh, complaints to administrators fell on deaf ears. Um, after he was punched the first time in September, he sought help from a science teacher. The teacher notified O'Connor and, and urged her to review surveillance footage of the incident. But administrators didn't look at the footage until the after the September 16th assault. So, you know, they went, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. And then they didn't. Uh, essentially, the assistant principal blew it off. She made a promise she didn't keep it, and this kid lost his life. Uh, the claim states that O'Connor has not returned to the landmark campus since September 16th, nor has the district made her available for interviews, and they can't. They can't at this point. Uh, the sheriff's department is handling the investigation into Stoltz's death. And you're also, you know, in 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 addition to this incident, teachers have been threatened. Um, teachers have been assaulted. And I know one in particular teacher, and I'm not going to say the teacher or the district, but you know, the, the, she went outside, she went to the local uh, police department for remedy because she wasn't going to find it on her own campus. So she's pressing charges mm-hmm. against the kid. And we don't, yeah. we don't, what we don't want is, uh, the kids to be involved with the criminal justice system if they don't have to be. And they don't have to be if the state would allow administrators to administer um, and to and to rein in the chaos on their own campuses. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, you know, it's 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 bad enough when when children don't feel safe going to their schools, when the teachers don't feel safe standing in front of the classroom because of threats and 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 viable threats, you, there's, there's, you know, anarchy has reigned. I mean, you Lord of the Flies is it. You've got, you know, the, the, the biggest and the strongest bullies are running the school. And, and that's, I mean, 
it's that's not the school that any of us remember going to, right? When we were growing up, that's not how school was run, and it's ridiculous that that we've allowed that to become the norm now. So, and, the, it, and it literally is that bad. Yes, the the two boys um, who committed the assault have been charged with manslaughter. And of course, they're not printing their names because they're minors. They're thirteen years old, so they have they have ruined their own lives as well. So you have all of these families who are involved, all of their friends, the school, everybody, lives have been irrevocab- irrevocably changed, irre- you know, irre- irreparably harmed because of this. So we need to rethink this. We need to, you know, and you and I are in agreement, and we aren't always in agreement. We are, we, this, this has to be dealt with. And I think the only people really who can, who can stand up and make a difference are parents, uh, flood your legislators' uh, phone with calls about having to deal with this. I'm all for restorative justice. I want um, uh, kids to be able to learn from their mistakes. I want kids to be able, you know, uh, to um, to grow and have the opportunity to um, overcome whatever they're going through and whatever they're inflicting on others. But but this, the pendulum has swung too far. Yeah, right now it's it's anarchy and there's there is no um, no uh, what's the word I want to use here? It's the, there's no recourse for these children they, and they quickly figure out that hey, guess what? I can do whatever I want and nobody does anything. Yep. So with that, it's time for a break. I'm Erin Brinker, and I'm Todd Brinker, and we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA. We'll be right back. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. California headline news, windy day ahead across the state, complicating efforts to contain those fires burning in the northern and southern regions. The Kincaid Fire in Sonoma County, still 15% contained, 76,000 acres burned. Some evacuation orders have been lifted, but residents are being told to be on guard. If you hear deputies in your area with a high-low siren, means to be vigilant, pay attention to those, and the high-low siren will tell you that conditions have changed and you need to leave again. Sheriff Mark Essick in Los Angeles. Officials say the Getty Fire was started by accident, a tree branch apparently falling onto power lines. That branch came from a tree, which is about 25 feet away in distance and up another 20 feet up the hill. Mayor Eric Garcetti, the Getty Fire scorching more than 650 acres, threatening 7,000 homes, forcing thousands to evacuate. Three people killed, nine others hurt when gunfire erupts at a Halloween party in Long Beach. Several people wearing hoods reportedly barging into the backyard and opening fire. The suspect still at large. Jeff Scott, California News. With Halloween right around the corner, Geico presents a sports story so good it's scary. It took place decades ago during a college football game on Halloween night in 1959. Some say guided by the spirits. Billy Cannon returned to punt 89 yards for a touchdown against his school's biggest rival. He scored as the game was winding down, giving his team the 7-3 win. A little trivia, years later when Cannon's life was made into a movie, his character was nicknamed the Grey Ghost. Great news, go to Geico.com and you can save as much as 15% on your auto insurance in as little as 15 minutes. Combining home and auto with State Farm gets you great coverage for less. Combining 90s R&B with State Farm radio ads gets you this jam covered for free. For more coverage, visit statefarm.com. Combine it.
time to take a look at our roadways. I'm Aaron Brinker. The biggest news for the area is really that wind. So this high profile vehicles, you want to make sure that well, just stay at home. Or, yeah, I think that's the best <laughs> advice throughout the canyons and passes today. There's a signaler in Ranch Cucamonga on the 210 eastbound at Carnelian. An injury crash is blocking the carpool and left lane. Stop-and-go traffic is backed up from Campus Avenue. The 210 west is jammed from Alder Avenue. In Riverside, an overturned vehicle is along the right shoulder on the 91 westbound at Magnolia. Stop-and-go traffic is backed up from La Sierra. Traffic remains uh, heavy out to Green River Road. In Corona on the 91 westbound, after 6th Street, an accident has been cleared. Stop-and-go traffic is backed up from Pierce. Traffic stays busy to Green River Road. The 71 south is slow between Euclid and the 91. And finally, in the Temecula area, Marietta Temecula on the 15 southbound between the 215 and Deer Springs Road, there's uh, stop-and-go traffic. This has been your traffic report. Drive carefully, everyone. I'm Aaron Brinker, and this is KCAA. From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Lori. For this morning, sunshine with a high of 71. Red flag warning and high wind warnings carry on tonight all the way through Thursday. Clear overnight, a low of 39, and sunny on Thursday with a high of 76. Friday, sunny with a high of 81. I'm Lori, broadcasting live from the Tri-City Center at the 10 and 210 freeways. We are the trifecta of talk in Southern California. KCAA 102.3 FM, Riverside 106.5 FM, Redlands, and The Legacy, 1050 AM, Loma Linda, San Bernardino. Hello, green tea lovers. It's John Harrison with Do Matcha Matcha Green Tea. Our ceremonial spring harvest matcha green tea is delicate and mild. A green tea rich in antioxidants, a smart choice with breakfast, lunch, or before going to the gym. No calories and great taste. Do Matcha Green Tea. This is John Harrison. Thank you for your time. Seals is celebrating 100 years of disability services. Support their efforts to make positive differences in the lives of people with disabilities in our community. Visit your local Baker's drive through restaurant this month and get an Easter Seals safe Halloween booklet. You'll receive over $400 in coupons and a chance to win tickets to a major SoCal amusement park. Learn more at easterseals.com slash Southern Cal. Congratulations on 100 years of disability services from KCAA. Broadcasting more local radio programs than any other station in California. We are KCAA. Welcome back. I'm Erin Brinker. 
And I'm Todd Brink. And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA AM 1050 FM 106.5 and FM 102.3. And critics apparently are not sold on the NCAA's new rule allowing athletes to benefit from the use of their names, images, and likenesses. Yeah, the NCAA came out with a a statement saying that uh, schools in all three NCAA divisions need to um, create some rules by January of 2021 in order to allow or to to work within the state laws because a lot of different states now California led the way on this have, have said that student athletes are allowed to make money off of their names, uh, that the school can't just use their images without paying them for it. Um, but with the, the key thing here is in a matter consistent with the college model, which is kind of a made up term. Nobody really knows what that means. So a lot of critics have said that this essentially says you know, maybe it's a step forward, but it's not really a big step that there's that they really didn't say anything, that they're not going to do anything until January of 2021, which is over a year away at this point, and that they can't use the the idea of paying athletes for their images or for using their signatures or their jersey numbers as advertising as any means of of advertising for the school, uh, for recruiting of players, for um, um, and that they're not allowed to provide any additional uh, ways for athletes to create income that they don't make available to the standard student who's not an athlete at that school, which essentially says they're not going to do anything. And so there's a lot of of concern or, or criticism saying that the NCAA is went through this process in order to provide lip service to the states that have said that you have to that you can't make money off of somebody without paying them and and they're kind of going okay well we'll kind of look at that is kind of what they've said well, that's disappointing. I mean, it, it, even if they have to take all of the, those dollars and that make maybe they make it equitable for at least the people on the team, um, you know. So, say you have a LeBron James. I know that he didn't go to college, but he's the first one that popped in my head. A mm-hmm. LeBron James on your team, and you know he's bringing in the money. People are buying his jersey. People are, you know, and people want to see him play. Maybe he's U- University of Connecticut or something, University of Kentucky. Um, and uh, uh, I I would see you know the sale of that jersey then benefits the entire team so maybe every team member has a stipend that's increased or something like that so that there's at least more money I mean the big challenge is um, while they're in school uh, is that that in many schools they they only they get barely enough to live so they're working their tails off and they're you know being student athletes and then they don't have enough money to 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 enjoy their lives and they don't have any opportunity to earn any extra money because they're not allowed to work. And so maybe I could see that being um, uh, a benefit. The other thing is, is that once those students graduate, the school can earn money from the likeness, et cetera, in perpetuity. And, you know, then at that point, you mm-hmm. know, who does that, that intellectual property belong to? And does yeah. it belong to well, the, the school athlete? says they're wearing our uniform and our name so that, that we should have control over that. And the, but the California law says if you're using somebody's likeness, that that person should get some remunerate, re, get paid. 
<laughs> Remuneration? <laughs> yes. But, it's early still. Yeah, but I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. And I understand that the schools say it's our uniform. Yeah, but that kid um, earned you and is still earning you millions and millions of dollars. And many of these universities, the, the football coach um, pay, is paid more, far more than the university president. You know, so yeah. you're talking no, about huge dollars. That, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of money involved there. You know, but there were also a lot of fairly high-profile athletes. I shouldn't say a lot, but there were several high-profile ath- athletes that came out and spoke out against this rule and said, "No, we should keep it amateur. They're gonna they have an opportunity to get paid when they go professional. That's the difference between amateur and professional, and uh, and they should be doing this for the love of the game and for for their team. And they wanted to keep that dynamic going. You know, and as for you know these these poor students barely getting by, um, you know these uh, athlete scholarships." are funded by the the money that comes in from these big programs and they are given room and board and food and uh and and education and so they're they're giving i mean i I, the the athletes that i've known that have gone to college on athletic scholarships are not people who i feel like a lot of pity for because they're suffering um if if they you know yeah maybe they can't go out and buy you know three hundred dollar basketball shoes because they're in college they're kids you know, but hang in there. If you're good, you're going to make plenty of money afterwards. If you're not, you're getting an education. You can go make money that way. Um, you know, I, I, I'm inclined to agree that, that we should keep some amateurism in it. But, um, you know, the amount of money in that in the programs and, and the way the law is written is saying that, hey, if you're going to use somebody to advertise your program, that you need to give them a cut. And I say, fine, put that into a bond that they get upon graduation. Hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, okay. And then what happens when they use that? They continue to make money off, off of them when, you know, in perpetuity. Uh, yeah, well, once, once they turn pro, then that once they're no longer in, at that school, then they have no right to use them without paying them for the image. At that point, then flat out they cannot use that image of that person after they've graduated. But, but that's you not know. the way the law reads now. No, but that's my feeling. Right. I'm just saying that's how I, I feel it should be done. I, is I, that, you know, hey, if I'm an individual, just because I went to, you know, I got my master's degree at Cal State San Bernardino, it doesn't mean they can use a picture of me whenever they feel like it because I happened to go to school there once. Right. You know? Right. So. And I, and I suspect if they tried to, if they tried to use a picture of you, I mean, you know, you, you got your, your master's at, at University of Redlands. If they tried to use a picture of you and you found out about it, you very rightfully could go and sue them for uh, payment for the use of your likeness. I wouldn't do point. that. <laughs> no, but I'm saying you could. I could from my school. Sure. I mean, and, and there's no reason that an athlete couldn't after a- they're out of the a- school. Actually, you probably couldn't because you probably signed a waiver allowing, you know, you signed a photo release form. So then it becomes their property. Um, I don't recall doing that. But I'm possible. sure you did it in, in if you were, if they were to use a picture of you in a public place, like if you were at a basketball game and you happen to be in a picture, they can use that because you're in public. You have no reasonable expectation right, right. of privacy. No, and, but that's a different thing. I'm but if they, if they took a picture, uh, they took just me and isolated me and used that as an advertising advertisement without my permission. You know, I never signed a waiver saying that they could do that for for perpet- in perpetuity. Hmm. You know, and as a photographer, when you take pictures of people and use them in commercial instances, you have to have a contract saying that you have a right to that image. And although I am not an attorney at this point, I don't remember what the exact rule was. It used to I think be. A maximum of five years or seven years that you could make that contract for. 
So you couldn't do it for perpetuity. Frankly, I don't look like I did when I graduated from college. So go ahead and <laughs> use that picture. Yeah, just like exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't recognize that kid anyway. <laughs> Well, it'll be interesting. to This will have to be, I, I imagine there's going to be litigation. I imagine that um, that uh, either colleges or players will uh, will sue to find, you know, to, to make sure that um, there are some some concrete rules in how this is done. I, you know, I, I, we want student athletes to have enough money while they're in school to be able to have a life. And if their if their um, uh, stipend only pays enough for for you know just the basics, they can't you know they can't ever go out or they can't buy a pizza or they can't you know do the things that kids do. Then I don't think that's right either. And so you know that that um, you know maybe there should be more that goes into. Uh, you know, like there's a lot of money being earned. Instead of paying the coach another million dollars a year, why don't you um, increase the stipends for the players so that perhaps they they can you know make have it be a little bit easier for them? Maybe they can hire private tutors. Maybe they can you know maybe there's something else that can be done. Um, but but I understand this this frustration. If you're a star player, you want. Um, you know, you want to have control over your own image and you want to have some remuneration. I get it. I get it. Oh, sure. Say remuneration when I bum fumbled it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I think we're kind of in agreement here. You know, it's it's um, it's definitely going to shake out. And and unfortunately, it's going to probably end up in court and and the NCAA will be forced into compliance with whatever the laws are. Uh, what, what will be difficult for them is the laws are being done on a state-by-state basis. And so that means that different colleges in different states may have advantages over different uh, other colleges in other states because state A says you have to pay right. this way. State B says you have to pay that way. And the way, you know, the court cases will shake out and you'll find out, hey, you know, if I go to school in California instead of, you know, Alabama, um, you know, that might end up benefiting people at USC and UCLA as opposed to people going to University of Alabama, you know, just because, hey, I can go there and I can make a little bit of money. So we have one more break that we have to take. I'm Erin Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the brink. The morning show on KCAA. We'll be right back. Attention, Southern California business professionals. Why do successful business people attend the Inland Empire's largest mixer? Answer, to create profitable business relationships. If you're looking to energize and grow your company, then you need to be at the Ontario Convention Center on Wednesday, November 6th for the 2019 Inland Empire's largest mixer. Get your business in front of over 1,500 success-minded career professionals who are looking to do business with you. For more information, visit iemixer.com. That's iemixer.com. It only happens once a year, so don't miss your opportunity to meet your next client. It's the Inland Empire's largest mixer. Ontario Convention Center, Wednesday, November 6th, from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. For exhibitor information and advanced tickets, go to iemixer.com. For the past 13 years, the IE's largest mixer has been the place where business meets business. 
Hey guys, this is Andrew Caravella. Just wanted to let you know that KCAA has a new listener line for all of you that have a phone. Now you can listen to KCAA in the grocery store, in the doctor's office, or when you want to pretend you're on the phone with someone just so that creeper will leave you alone. Call 720-835-3099 today and listen to your favorite KCAA radio shows. That number again, 720-835-3099. KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no caller or listener or behind. We can't be everything to everyone, or can we? The station that leaves no listener behind, KCAA. Welcome back. I'm Aaron Brinker. And I'm Todd Brink. And we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5, and FM 102.3. And it's someone's birthday today. It is. My lovely wife, Elaine, is celebrating her 26th birthday for the 26th time. Um, <laughs> All right, everybody, do the math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, I don't know how many times she's doing it, but she's been celebrating 26 for quite a while now. And so we just smile and say, happy 26th, dear. Happy birthday to you. We love you. So are we going to sing? Sure, if you want to. Let's do it. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Elaine. Happy birthday to you. So Todd is on a little bit of a delay, so we have an echo thing going on. Yeah, I was. It's 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 a weird thing to do as we get this little bit of um. You know, I Skype into the show so that I don't have to drive to Redlands from Corona every morning, and uh, and it's not perfect. It's okay for like <laughs> conversations back and forth. We just kind of hesitate. Every once in a while, there's that little bit of weird hesitation. But when you try to sing together, it's a little hard. So we we you know it was an echo, kind of a it was yeah. it was on purpose. It was a sound effect. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a ticket. So so uh, there's an article. I've been it's we, I've been wanting to talk about this all week. Um, in Huntington Beach, 176 people will, were injured this past weekend um, after swimming too far into the ocean during low tide, um, and the water, of course, is warm. They were stung by stingrays. Yeah. Stingrays. 176 people. Yeah. Holy schmoly. Yeah. yeah. 176 people. That's not. You know, it's like. And the, and the and the the they said they had signs up and stuff and it's like people still went out and got stung. <laughs> Nobody pays attention. Oh, that's not going to happen to me. I'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean that's painful. Yeah. That's painful. So yeah, you know, and jellyfish is bad enough. Stingrays are nasty. They are nasty. Well, mm-hmm. a stingray killed uh, the croc hunter. The croc. That's right. You yeah. know, that Steve Irwin. Giant ones. Yeah. Yeah. Steve. I mean, yeah. And it got him right in the heart. It just, it was like the, a freak, you know, thing. I mean, that just, yeah. um, but if, if the, if the lifeguards have taken the time to put a sign out about sharks or stingrays or whatever, or a yeah, strong rip reason. there's a reason that they did that. So pay attention yeah. to the signs. Don't be a dummy. Yeah. And no kidding. We, ouch. Ouch. That would just be awful. So yep. we are actually at the end of our show for today. I'm Aaron Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA. We'll see you tomorrow.
Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.